Welcome to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. Today's show is going to cover a few broad topics. Um, the, one of the main topics, obviously, we have going on is Ukraine, Russia. Um, is it really what we think it is? Now, if we're thinking in terms of politics and getting rid of leaders we don't like, I mean... If this is just an operation set forth by the American taxpayers to finally get Putin out of there, you know, like a big chessboard move, is that what the game we're playing with people's lives? Or is it six people in a room who are billionaires who deem themselves the gods of the universe and they're literally doing things and using money to... To just mess with us. To like command countries and cities and whatever have you. To do their bidding. Like some sort of evil oligarchy. Like a new world order. I mean how crazy of a thought is that right? Or is it simpler than that? I don't know. I don't know. I can't really think on what Russia's mindset is but... Or Putin's. The problem with uh, being led by senior citizens, you know, full offense, Joe. Sorry, but um, they what their experience have been for the last twenty to thirty years isn't relevant. Isn't well. I mean, I guess that's assigning a, a shitty value to people's experiences because. You know, people, there are, you know, down-to-earth people who are senators who are, or they're fresh senators who do come from very humble means and origins. So, it's not like we don't see that. It's not like that doesn't exist, right? Not everybody getting out of the military, even if they were a badass Navy SEAL, came from a lot of money. Like, that just isn't a, that just is not true or a thing at all. You know, but either way, you know, they, they did the job, they got there, they succeeded. And now we're in the process of getting, what, five more seals to Congress? Amazing. Amazing. You know, maybe we should have a lot of veterans, you know, get on the Senate floor because we might actually get treated <laughs> for the first time like human beings when people have gone through it, Right. You know, you you would expect people like McCain of the past to, you know, go all in for veterans, but he was really not a player that wanted to give any money, more money, to veterans. It just was not as important to him, I suppose, you know, to then to play party politics, which is what he did by and large. However, um, when it comes to Ukraine and Russia and everything like that, are they playing? Are they really just playing a game? Is this really like a big game that's being played with real human lives, or is it real conglomerates of people making shit happen, like trying to advance their culture in some sort of significant way? But even China's like, "What are you doing, stupid? You jumped the gun." You know, we have to do this now proxy war with fucking uh, (laughs) um, 
the fuck is it? Not Thailand, but Taiwan. We have proxy war with them now. Stupid, 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 stupid. Just like, stop. You know, and then you got, you know, you're making heroes out of a small amount of people and you're really burning more bridges than you had with everything else. You know, I just, uh, it just doesn't make sense, Putin. But, what are we going to do? I mean, I know it comes down to resources, but, you know, at the same time, like, why would, you know, and it's going to happen here. Just imagine, like, how, and, and it's it comes down to the haves and the haves nots. It's always going to come down to that. Because there are people that we perceive that have, that really don't have, that are getting played by the, the real haves. You know, they, we call them, let's call them the upper, upper middle class. Because there's like, I think we strated into five stratum of wealth. So you have the, you have the, the one percenters, the true one percenters that hold, you know, some some sort of giant percent of the human wealth that's been generated. Um, so there is the, there are those people. Can we positively identify them? Most of them, yes. You know, but it is a small group of, of people. Um, and then we have the, the 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 mega wealthy and the mega rich people that have gotten rich, protecting those core companies. So. It's, we're going back into more of an... Like, you know what it is? It's economic feudalism. So, like, here's what I mean. You have companies that are now these... Uh, <laughs> these kingdoms. <laughs> and and uh, they are spearheaded by the CEOs who are these... Um, you know, these, these feudal lords like Musk and Bezos and, you know, Oprah and... You know, like, it is it is kind of... The Waltons. It is kind of crazy to split things up into those terms. But, I mean, we have megalithic things that are going, you know, with... In, you know, in contests for, you know, the max amount of money people can get. But uh, it's, it, is, it is crazy to see how that's divided up and how, you know, like, it's... We still have... And okay, then we have the uh, so you have the mega rich, and then you have the uh, you know the the moderately rich, which are you know the regular millionaires, you know people that are if you're like if you're in the millions period, you belong to this class. If you're in the b, you know if you're, it starts with a b, you're still with the super mega rich. But once you're you know a third of you, you're in your own company or the umbrella company, or whatever is you know. 95% of the world's GDP, then, then then that's when you fall into your own category, really. Um, but outside of that, everybody, you know, goes all the way down to the poorest person on the planet, which is probably somebody living in, you know, anywhere, really, that has nothing, like truly nothing. No access to resources, that are healthy, you know. Not to say that people are not survivors, because people are survivors. People deal with unimaginable pain and suffering and get through it and then become super saiyan 
like human beings where they just tap into a different zone of being. And they become more cunning. They become more dangerous as a human being, but they, they're pushed to that point. We're seeing that played out with uh, Russia and Ukraine where you have these Ukrainian folks who... I mean, these guys haven't barely been in a street fight since forever, much less war. And and people are people are just getting to the point where they're just sick and fucking tired of war. War, war, war. More fucking war. Man, like, it's disgusting how much we need conflict. Why can't we just leave it out on the mat or the, the pitch? Whatever you want to call the field to play. Other than war. Why can't we just have, like, drone wars? <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds like the Clone Wars. We, and we're going to get to that point eventually. Um, as a species and a society. But it's going to be one of those things that uh, it's... It would just be, like, a wonderful video game that we could play with things, destroy things without actually, like, killing people. I mean, there's got to be a way. But... You got the... Somebody somewhere has this thought process of keeping the population at a certain level or the overpopulation will eventually kill us as a species as a whole. So it's a race against time on population use use of resources and support from the planet and... Developing a society intellectually and capability-wise strong enough to reap other resources from other planets or other, you know, mechanisms, you know, like utilizing Mars as a planet as kind of a another moon and their moons to do whatever it is we wanted to do with that, like, terraformus. So, I mean, we're still... I think on the, um, what's that scale? There's a scale where you rate like kind of a space society. We're not even in, we're not even in one yet. We're still in zero, which is crazy. But, you know, once we get to that point, then yes, us as a species will be able to eventually stop with the war. Bullshit. Unless it comes to like a mutual enemy, like, like if some sort of alien species invaded and we had a technological ability to even put up a fight. Not like Battlefield Earth where we get our asses kicked and then end up nuking their planet. Which would be great. But the book was a lot better. The book made it made actually made it make sense. However, we could and we have this common enemy that really, you know, has turned everybody into a, you know, a hegemony, a one-world people. Which is what we are going to anyway if our society is to leap into the future. Us having this division is not good. Competition is fantastic. The division and the way it's done, not a good idea for a long-lasting success because we will eventually have a problem as a people to deal with the lack of resources left on this planet and the resources that are on other planets that we can use. So, before all that gets to a head, we have to we have to solve the problem in a very meaningful and understanding-like way. 
how we do that and how far into the future can you project your ability or the human ability to advance technologically enough to get to that point without an interruption, right? You know, without us as a species having to deal with major deviances for at least a million fucking years of uninterrupted evolution, probably. Uh, If we can get that between now and our space future, we're going to be fine. I digress. So, another thing that's really going on in the country, too, and we keep oscillating our, our interests on this, is covid um you know i people are probably a lot of people are done saying a lot of people are done dealing with it in very major ways but is it really ever going to go away right like now we're we're two years later we're dealing with the aftermath of a pandemic that really was a super disgusting attack on the american not just the american but you know civil liberties and what are governments going to at least what capabilities they have in fighting the American people should that become a situation. Because the American military, for as battle-hardened as we've been, for as much as we do love our country, I do not see our people turning their guns and tanks and stuff on the American people. We have not gotten to that level of I don't know, society or militaristic society where that would ever happen. I think there would be huge swaths of people be like uh, er, nope, stop, wait, what? You know, and soldiers for as much as they get the bad rap of being they're not dumb highly intelligent individuals with degrees so it's like there's always this i don't know why there's this magic assumption that a military man is not an educated man now they are a resourceful man but they are not somewhat deemed as educated which always blew my mind unless they had reached this rank of officer right like officers were you know seen as the thinking men of the battlefield which blows my mind because, you know, it, it is one thing to be able to think on a very high level, but it's another to discount the regular soldier's experience doing soldier work, doing uh, going to the battlefield, for instance. We had people that were, you know, E2, E3, E4, E5 on the battlefield directing E6s, E7s, and E8s where the hell to go and what the hell to do because they had those older cats had not seen the combat that these younger cats did. So they had to break them in. Like, and it was almost hilarious to watch, but at the same time, they were in a position of power, so you can't really fuck with them. You know, because they know the no. Like, hey, if there's you hear this sound, you know, find cover. You hear this sound, you might want to hug a partner, you know, type of sound. Or if you hear this, this is what you need to do. You know, these are all the, the bells and whistles that you'd be listening for. And even if you feel like you don't have a place, go find a place. Go report somewhere. So, anyways, getting back to the point of uh, the governments. Now, we do see 
uh, a huge pushback against Putin within their own uh, people. Russians are like, what are we doing? We have Ukrainian brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and everything like that. What are we doing? What do we do? It'd be like the American people choosing to fight Mexico. We we would why would we we would not do that? Why? And like not only would we not do that, we would not deign or dare to fight the entire South American people because that's exactly what would happen. Like we would fight the Mexican people, and then I you know not be able to go to our favorite places in Mexico to visit and harmonize and be with. But no, like, I couldn't do it. Like, what? I've, I've had so many good experiences in Mexico with people. It would just boggle the mind. Of, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a soldier flying in there and be like, you do what I say. I mean, I would get so many middle fingers and dogs probably attacking me. I mean, it would be, it'd be a weird, it'd be a weird thing fighting from, you know, place to place when you've got, you know, chanclas and, you know, all sorts of weaponry and rocks and people just, oh man, it'd be just, it'd be too much, too much to deal with. Now, if you think American, not American, if you think, well, they are American, but if you think the, the Mexican people don't have a fighting will, have you watched boxing? <laughs> have you watched uh, uh, MMA <laughs> like these are a warlike people, whether we want to believe that or not, and it doesn't matter where they're at. They could be on the pitch. They could be what sport? Competitive is the word. Competitive, built in, built in competitiveness. Fun games, fun games. Mexican people, fun and games. Seriously, love fun, love games, love culture, love food. I mean, you cannot not win. You know, being with, you know, loving Mexicans. Seriously, can't can't go with that. I mean, it's just the best experience ever. But I digress. It's just like, I just don't fee- see us doing it. Because we have tias and tios and nanas. And we got people that we love across the border. Same thing with Canada. Like, <laughs> the Canadians are probably more inclined to fight with us than we are with them. <laughs> it's because... It's it would just be funny, like the most polite people in the world, just you know, arguing with Americans who are most definitely not the most polite people in the world. Just gotta say. Anyway, so the Ukrainian uh, Russia deal, it, it doesn't make sense politically. It does in a very small, narrow-minded way. I mean, that way being, you know, Russia wants to reestablish the USSR and. You know, it, it's a grab for resources. We know what it is, right? But we just not wanting, nobody's admitting to that. Nobody's had a conversation with Putin and said, hey, Putin, what are you, what are the plans? What are you doing? Why are we doing this? <coughs> and I'm pretty sure there are calls. It's not like Putin's like not answering his bat phones. I mean, I swear to God, every president's got to give him a call and be like, hey, brother, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? You know, do we want to piss off the world? Is this what you want? Like, is you you know, is this really what your people want? Type of deal, and it's it's just uh, it doesn't make sense. But 
Another thing we need to talk about is uh, is and are um, kind of how we're dealing with things in CONUS, right? So we have super politics going on over everything under the sun, and we have people that are in uh, places of power, and just you know, it's it's a very status quo, I think, type of administration the american people are dealing with and we're 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 fucking tired we're tired if the, if the pandemic showed anything is the is that the american people kind of didn't need it <laughs> i think we were working ourselves to the point where like we had gotten so full steam on doing us and having work and you know that we had not taken the time to account for what it would be like to just take a day and stay home, you know, take a day and and not you know not a day, not two weeks, but a couple of years worth of you know home days. Where did it create new problems for us? Yes, it created a problem where we definitely know what we do and do not like as a people, uh, and that being the we are a people built for embrace because for us not to see feel touch and be with our people at the end because we found a lot of the elderly passed away and got covid and all sorts of other problems going on but they passed away and they had nobody there in their corner and i think that would be if i'm elderly or even if i'm not elderly and i'm dying and i can't have my people there First off, good luck trying to keep my family out of the building or close to me or me from just going home and dying at home. Um, you know, like that, ugh, that just, ugh, that would not sit right. You know, like, oh, well, you can't go see me, mom, because she's, you know, she's sick and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, she's on her deathbed anyway. What would it matter? Like, let's go get her goodbyes, you know? Not through a fucking weird telephone says, and it's all and it's all like stupid, and it's all easily it easily creates dynamic where you put weird people in power that have never been in power or that have never had a powerful position in their life, and they become draconian with the power like power drunk, and, and you see this with people all the time and like city positions like if they work for the city oh my goodness for you to get like at a proper customer service without some sort of diversion you just oh my goodness like people city so i'll tell you this the the saddest people in the world are city workers because they have to fucking hate their existence to treat people the way they do I mean, heaven forbid you document your interaction with them, you know, because you've been screwed over by the government before. What makes us think that they're not going to try and do it again, right? Right. So you document what you're doing, and then they just give you the hardest time, like, <sighs> like, like you just shit all over their salad or something. It's like get the hell out of here with that bullshit. Like get out of here with it. Stupid. Fucking sad ass sappy individuals. Well, we're we're closed. Like uh, your sign says, it's still open until five. 
Yeah, I'll just do your duties. Oh, we're going to call the police. For what, bitch? Like, so it, it's just one of those things that we need to get better at as a society, too, of really holding motherfuckers accountable in these positions that afford them this power because there's a heat of the moment, I guess, where you can tolerate a certain level of deviance from the the SOP, but standard operating procedures really do come in handy for dealing with instances, people, how they normally would react given a situation. You know, so there's a lot of language I think we need to fix before we can get to that point in society where we are that super dominant and capable. But I digress. So, I mean, like I said, the Ukrainian thing is absolutely insane. The, uh, you know, dealing with politics and affecting people with weird legislation, Idaho, Utah, uh, all the time they're just shuffling the deck. And, and I, you know, that's why I think we're, I think that's why what makes us kind of strong as a country, too. There's a lot of discourse on the way things should be. But I think we've reached the point of a society of where a lot of it should be common sense, you know, and a lot of it should be kind of, you know, worked out already by a court system, but it's got to be applied fairly. And it's got to be applied to everybody. But I think where we're going to win a lot as the American people and kind of turn it back in our favor will be not relying on the politicians to do what needs done or to vote the way we want them voted because the politicians are always going to find to find a way to give themselves more money, find a way to kind of set them apart from us, and we can no longer allow that. We need to put them back on the public dole uh, immediately upon wresting power from them from the Senate. And then immediately put them, you know, I mean, just like if you were quit from any other job, like, you're done. You served your country. That'll be, that'll be the day your last paycheck on that day. And when you get a retirement, that's a retirement that you were not a, not a, uh, earn of money. It's it's just it's something that's yeah that you earned extra that you can get a retirement from. You know, so it doesn't work the same. But that's if you even get that with whatever alpha you've been with. So that's why I kind of went on the tangent today on Ukraine and just <clears throat> you know how people are kind of changing and adjust you know adjusting in the kind of the post-pandemic type of, you know, world where, it, you know, during the first part of the pandemic, we did see huge strides in Mother Nature making a comeback. I mean, you know, dolphins were swimming in places that hadn't swam in years. We had a significant tree growth, a regrowing of a lot of different species. You know, and it's about it. You know, just a huge conglomerate of growth. And we got to see, you know, beautiful San Diego not covered in a thick layer of fog in the morning where you can't barely see them. We changed that. 
You know, that was the American people. That was what the pandemic did. But instead of a conscious effort, it was blamed on uh, something that, you know, obviously was legit. You can't say that it didn't exist. But the way they were manipulating documentation to fit their narrative, it's why that was deemed a good, you know, good way to deal with it. So, moving forward, you know, definitely want to <clears throat> keep doing David's life and observation. Obviously, we're going to keep talking about Ukraine. Uh, next time, we're going to talk about uh, some wrestling because we had, you know, Gable Stevenson put it up this last time. We had a lot of ASU good action from Arizona State. And then, you know, we're going to talk about uh, what are we talking about next? It is hard to not do a section on police accountability or, you know, police, um, what's the word? Not, you know, pretty much followed, you know, so that's what it is. It's a story about someone who is moving forward at the same rate, you know, as everybody else and understanding that we've got a lot of transcending to do as a people as a whole before we can start dealing with local police issues in Ukraine and all sorts of other armed conflicts. Anyways, thank you for turning into David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. I do look forward to having you next week. And if by next week, probably this week. Anyways, have a good day.